welcome once again to the E-Bone Zone. I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 213th time on this New Year's Day, Friday, January 1st, 2021. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, part five of a novel review series on C.S. Lewis's The Screwtape Letters. And there's the fade. As you know, last week we covered chapters 17 through 21, and if you missed that episode, or really any other in the series so far, you'll want to go back because it won't make any sense unless you do. Because, as we've already discussed, this episode contains spoilers. Now that we've got all the red tape out of the way, where were we? In chapter 22, Wormwood's charge is in love, and Screwtape is more than a little bit irritated. Because this girl is not only a Christian, but one pure in heart and poor in spirit, which to me is a very exciting prospect, but to him is bad news bears. This is Screwtape's mental breakdown chapter. He feels the plans he's made falling away, but he keeps going. He perseveres, talking about music and how he hates it, as well as silence, because hell is full of noise. He's had enough. He breaks down. He's a tea kettle that's gotten too hot and started to squeal before it explodes on the stove. So considering old Screwy probably needs a minute to collect himself, he gives the letter writing task to his secretary, and that's where this chapter ends. The only chapter in the book that doesn't end with your affectionate uncle, Screwtape. It was a weird one for sure, and honestly, if you'd asked me, I couldn't have told you for the life of me that it was coming. Kicking off chapter 23, Screwtape has obviously had a moment to collect himself. He's calm and cool again. He's back on the pen and tells Wormwood that his man is slipping more than a little bit because he's found this new girl who loves God. And because of that, he's being introduced to other people who love God as well. And that is throwing a comically large wrench, and I'm talking about a Where's the Leak Ma'am variety wrench in their plans. By the way, if you don't get that reference, then you most likely had a lame childhood Look it up on YouTube or something. Thank me later. Screwtape says that they can exploit it, though. That they must in order to get him back on track. Wormwood decides that he's going to use the conversational equivalent of lighter fluid and a match in a barn full of hay, politics, as a way to drive a stake between his man and his newfound friends. Which is kind of confusing, because if you ask me, these friends are a lot better than the ones we met a few episodes ago. But anyway, Screwtape wants to get it into Wormwood's mind that he's got to destroy the devotional life of his patient as well by dividing up the perception that he has of Jesus into several historical pieces that are far from who Jesus actually is, so that nothing about his faith seems real anymore. He says also that they can't allow politics to mix with faith because that would most likely lead to the setting up of a just society, and to say the least, justice for the meek is far from what Screwtape and Wormwood actually want. So instead of using Christianity to inform decisions on how you live your life, Screwtape would prefer it if Wormwood spins it to where it's a means to get what the patient wants from his newfound brothers and sisters in Christ. He, as we know by now, signs the letter, Your Affectionate Uncle, Screwtape. Moving on to chapter 24, much as we discussed in the last one, Wormwood's man has himself a lady friend. It goes without saying, but that doesn't exactly sit well with Screwtape because, among other reasons, she's a Christian. So he's been in contact with the demon in charge of her, and in this letter, Screwtape runs the gamut on how his plan is going so far. Wormwood has a ringside seat, so it seems. He says that she's got a vice that's common with a lot of people, spiritual pride. 
the kind of spiritual pride that means she thinks that the way she and only she knows how to do things is right. Sort of a holier-than-thou type demeanor, but she's also a bit naive to it, and Screwtape says that it can be used against Wormwood's patient because he's in love. So in effect, he doesn't notice anything that's wrong with her, and he doesn't care. Because of that, Wormwood can exploit the nature of his charge. He goes on next to say that Wormwood's patient's friends are actually a blessing, that they've been helping rather than hurting in the cause of temptation. Because you see, even though they're Christians as well, they're completely oblivious at this point to the fact that they've been leading his charge down a prideful path in more ways than one. But here's the thing. Because Wormwood's guy is under the influence of the most powerful and exhilarating drug known to man, that being the one we call love, he just throws it all aside, and there's a good chance at any given time he's thinking, Now what on earth is a girl like that doing here with a guy like me? Here's the crazy part, though. He considers himself at the same time one of the family and doesn't realize that he's so infatuated with his new girlfriend that outside of her, he really has nothing in common with the people around him. But like I said, he ignores that because he wants to believe differently. Wormwood's charge here has got to be convinced that he and his kind are better than anyone else, simply because he believes a certain set of things. And also, he needs to be led to believe that he is superior. And if he doesn't watch himself, that thought process will turn from spiritual pride to straight-up vanity, which in Screwtape's mind is really no big deal. It's a minor sin that can be blown up into larger proportions later. If he's focused on the girl, none of it will matter. He signs the letter, Your Affectionate Uncle, Screwtape. The letter that starts off Chapter 25 finds Screwtape concerned with Wormwood's patient's friends. Again. Because they're all Christians and they have no other form of bonding. Outside of Christ, they have nothing in common. Which, like a lot of things in this book, is bad news for Screwtape and company. You see, Screwtape is all hot under the collar because he follows something called Christianity and. The key word there is and. Meaning there always has to be something other than Christ in their life, and that something needs to pull their focus away from God so that it eventually takes his place. But the thing about it is they don't realize it's taking the place of God because they're convinced the thing that they're doing is a Christian practice, when in reality it's just fluff, having nothing to do with faith in the slightest. Screwtape says change should also be made a fearful thing by increasing the novelty of it. How? Well, he tells Wormwood that this situation of changing is natural, and people expect it, but don't like it in some cases, and if things keep changing at a rapid pace, it'll get old after a while and become routine. It'll eventually make them unhappy. Screwtape wants Wormwood to really key in on that, because he has a plan to elevate the fear of the same old, same old into a way of thinking so that corruption can more easily penetrate it. If Wormwood can keep his charge questioning frivolous things, he'll overlook the questions that really matter to him. The future has been looked to as a promised place that heroes can get to, not as something that just naturally happens and that can be used as an advantage now or later for Wormwood. He signs the letter, Your Affectionate Uncle, Screwtape. Chapter 26's letter contends with the idea of dating, unselfishness, and how in Screwtape's best-case scenario here, both can become an avenue to produce hatred when the vows of marriage have become stale and a distant memory. 
because Wormwood's charge can think he's solved all his problems just by falling in love, but in reality, he's just swept them under the rug a little bit. Make him think that he's doing people a favor by ignoring them, and same goes for the girl. As time goes on, they want his charge to realize that his problems are still very real and very present. Also, build up a divide in opinions between them, in this case, the future husband and wife, about being selfless. You know what I'm talking about, that my way is the only way that works type thing he brought up earlier. This way causes both people to think of the other as selfish because they're each doing things differently, which will create more of a divide in the end. Screwtape says that they have a rare chance to play both sides of the field here. Unselfishness can also be used as a weapon because, to be fair, if everyone's fighting for the needs of someone else, no one comes to terms with what they really want. Screwtape says in closing that if they're led not to notice, they will also not realize that love simply isn't enough to hold them together. He signs the letter, Your Affectionate Uncle, Screwtape. I appreciate you hanging out with me and taking time out of your week to hear what I've had to say. But that looks like all the time we've got for this episode. You can stay connected easily on Facebook and Twitter by searching Ebone Zone on Facebook and Official EBZ on Twitter. That's capital O and official, capital E-B-Z. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and drop a review, tell me how I'm doing, and subscribe if you can. Until next time, God bless you, stay humble, and keep an ear out.